Hi everyone, it's John. And Ben. And welcome back to Santa by the Minute. The podcast where Ben and I talk about 1985's Santa Claus the Movie. One minute at a time. And we are at the one hour mark of the movie. 60 minutes, 60 episodes of this podcast. It's pretty incredible when you stop to think about it. It is. Yeah. It's crazy. And this is a very emotional minute. And that continues from last week. And it's going to continue a bit more in our next minute. It's very emotional. It's like the very... It's like... uh, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just so, like, uh, almost tear-jerking moment of the movie. It's tear-jerking and frustrating at the same time. Yes. We will get to that. (laughs) This is one of two parts of this movie that I can just rant about. (laughs) Yes. And he does. People are, like, thinking. Like, these people talk about this movie one minute at a time every single week and this and there's another part that they rant about they rant about every minute of this movie and you guys think we only do it once a week once a week no this movie is like a topic of conversation for us daily i don't know if there has been a day in the (laughs) past five years that we haven't talked about some part of this movie Well, it would typically in the past only be around Christmas time. But now since we do this (laughs) podcast, it's like just randomly in the conversation. It's like, did you know? And then it's hard to keep it inside. It's like, oh, it's like two weeks before I can talk to Ben about this. So our minute begins with Pat taking off his assistant apron. Red just, just isn't my color, you know? And this is a callback to an earlier scene where Patch was the one to suggest the color red for Santa's suit. Mm-hmm. Remember, red, perfect. Well, that was Anya saying that, but <laughs> but I thought that was a clever callback. Good, good job, scriptwriters David and Leslie Newman. For well, you, you know, in in the book, it's even better because uh, I believe Anya says something about it matching his cheeks, like the color of his cheeks. Yeah. So that would le- go along with complexion. Right in the book, Patch says it just doesn't suit my um, complexion. So if you just thought it was a subtle callback, like I did, uh-huh. it, it, it was a clear-cut callback. Yes. Nice job, yes. well played. <laughs> Santa is speechless. This this is this music from Henry Mancini is really tugging at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Santa is speechless. He can't get any words out, and he he's gonna. Buckle up, kids. Uh, Santa's going to be moping around for the about the rest of the movie here, pretty much. <laughs> Two years' worth of Christmases. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, no. It, it would only be one Christmas. Well, okay. we'll, we'll one get to one it entire, we get to it. pretty much one entire year. Yeah. So I know that we're going to move pretty much straight on to Santa handing Puffy, Puffy. the uh, assistant's apron. But mm-hmm. I have more from the book that I would like to add before we get to that next scene. Okay. Patch held out the apron at arm's length, offering it freely to Santa. But his hands twitched, almost jerking it back again. And the words of protest bust out before he could stop them. Of course, if you don't want, his eyes pleaded for forgiveness for a sign that Santa truly understood. Claus hastily says, no, no, I'll take it. (laughs) 
Oh, man. And before his law, before he lost his own resolution, he took the apron from Patch's hand, turning away, and he hurried to the cottage door. He opened it and went out without another word, closing it abruptly behind him. So if you had that scene in the movie, I think later on when Patch is talking to the reindeer, it would make a little bit more sense. I agree because that that's the part you yeah. know I'm that I've always had a problem with. Yes, yes. So there's that and then so so Santa is out of the room. He shut the door, he's gone. Right? And it just leaves Patch and Anya standing in their house, their little room by themselves and that's a little awkward yeah (laughs) well patch stood frozen where he was his shoulders drooping his heart breaking his eyes glazed with shock it had all happened so swiftly he felt as if any moment the world would simply collapse out from under him and he would fall forever at last anya still standing beside him in the silent room said softly That broke his heart, you know. It's the hardest thing he's ever had to do. Her hands still clasped together so tightly that her knuckles were white. Her voice was so apologetic and faintly reproving. It wasn't exactly a red-letter day for me either, Patch murmured. He looked up at her, his eyes brimming. Anya twisted her hands, wanting very much to reach out and hug him, knowing it would be the worst thing she could do right now. Will you be all right? She asked, feeling as if the words were painfully inadequate. Who could even imagine what he would do next after such a humiliating failure? Patch pulled himself together with an effort and grinned with false bravado. Me? I couldn't be happier, he shrugged and waved a dismissing hand, shooing the past away like a fly. I mean, let's face it, us free spirits, we can't be burdened down with all responsibility and stuff. He broke off again, seeing Anya's expression and cleared his throat. Yes, well, every elf has his place and mine should be in bed by now, so I'll just toddle off. Night, ma'am. And uh, he hurried out of Santa's home. Anya stood there where she was for a long moment, feeling as if she had simply frozen into an icy statue. She sighed and shook her head, turning away to the window to look out at the rising hubbub down below. So I assumed, you know, within the film that a little more time had passed before Santa uh, turned to Puffy and gave, like, your assistant now. But here it's sort of sounding like he just exited the room with the with the apron from Patch and then, congratulations, Puffy. Yes, that's exactly what happened. He walked out the room and gave it to Puffy. <laughs> I'm just looking to see if he was wearing the same thing. Yeah, he is. In the living quarters. I mean, except for the hat. He has like a green hat on mm-hmm. when he's out on the production floor handing the apron off to Puffy. It's like, man, this happened bam, 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 right after each other. I just, you know, I thought, oh, this is like a day or two later and mm-hmm. it's still eating at Santa. And he's like, okay, I have to take action. So here, Puffy, here, you're the assistant now. We need to keep things rolling. No, Zant, like, he took that apron back from Patch and bam, out the door. Mm-hmm. He didn't even let Patch exit the place where he lives, where Santa lives. Patch is still just standing in awkward silence with Santa's wife. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so 
So Patch descended down the spiral stairs, and he looked out onto the workshop. You're right, that's where it is taking place. Yeah, and so Patch was thinking to himself, Santa clearly wasn't wasting any time. (laughs) He could not see Santa Claus's face, see the sorrow that dimmed the usually sparkling blue eyes and pinched the once merry smile as Puffy took the apron from Santa's hand. Santa Claus was happy for Puffy, who was certainly a good and careful worker. But Patch, Patch had always been something special. If only he had been as responsible as he was clever. Santa sighed deeply as he turned away. And you can see that part as uh, Puffy is getting congratulated by all of the other elves. You can see Santa shaking his head. I I was going to comment that this this shows what a good actor David Huddleston is because we're seeing him from a distance, but you can still tell even from standing way back from Patch's point of view that this is killing Santa on the inside to have to do this. Mm -hmm. He's like, he's not reacting. He's not patting Puffy on the back. This is really bothering him. Wow. The book is shining a lot more light on, on this, on this scene. It's like, you're right, where Patch is standing now that we've been paying so much attention to the layout of the North Pole elf compound. Mm -hmm. It's like, you're right, he would have just had to exit Santa's living quarters and up on that balcony staircase area, looking down onto the production floor to see Santa immediately handing that apron off to Puffy. Yep. Yep. Wow. Wow. Wasting no time. This is why why I, I love doing this show. You would think this movie that we've seen countless times over the past 36 years, we would know every frame of it, but we're finding like new things to discover between the two of us every single minute. I do want to comment on this music that's playing as Patch is witnessing all of this. Mm-hmm. This dramatic music. It feels like an 80s TV show where someone's like going to start plotting to kill the other person. <laughs> like Patch is hatching a plan to kill Puffy. Listen to this music and tell me that you can't picture this in a uh, mystery or a drama show from the 80s. Yes. Yeah, I when you just hear the music, I I see like this darkened living room. You know, with, like, a person sitting in, in like, an armchair with, like, the scowl on their face with, like, the fire roaring on, next to them with, like, the dark room. You know, like, dark. <laughs> Maybe even a, th- a thunderbolt out the window. Your days are numbered, Puffy. Yeah. Crack! And before we uh, continue on with the scene, both Gooba and Goobler are congratulating Puffy's uh, promotion. I think those are the only two really named recognizable background elves in that cluster. I was looking for Groot, but I, I didn't see him. Yeah, it's really hard to tell because you only really see the face of of a few of them. And they're, they're so far away, it's hard to see who anybody is. So far away and then they kind of all get Clump close together. together. All you see are their little hats. So moving on, the next thing we see is good old Donner, and he lets out a very sad groan. 
because now we know this is all taking place on the same night. Mm-hmm. So we are back in the reindeer stable. Yes. Where uh, Patch still resides, still tinkers. He still has his blueprints and various gadgets and toys in the background, mm-hmm. including one of those creepy clown marionettes who keeps popping up throughout the centuries. <laughs> there it is, right behind Patch. I can't really tell what that blueprint is over his shoulder. My my low resolution video clip from the DVD. I cannot tell. Hmm. It almost looks like a house or a building blueprint. It does. I can't. It looks. You know, I can't tell for sure. But it does kind of look like it's the elf compound blueprints, or like um like the the landscaping outside of it. But I can't really tell. He also has rings of colored rings of various sizes mm-hmm. on his little work desk in the background. And I think we've seen those hanging on in the background. Those are too small to be hula hoops, which we've established Patch also invented. Right. Maybe those are prototype hula hoops. I think there's just the toy rings that they've had in the toy tunnel before that we've talked about. So Patch is coming in, he's kind of mumbling to himself, saying, have an assistant as good as me. <sighs> okay, and here comes the line that previously drove me crazy, but I'm glad you gave it a little more context thanks to the book. Okay, here it is. Here's Patch Dudley Moore saying in a very mopey voice, Let's face it, he just doesn't like me. It's like, Patch, how can you say that? You've been working with the man for a thousand years. (laughs) So I do wish they had kept that in the movie, the part that you were talking about. Yeah. Where, like, Santa just snatches, kind of, like, snatches it away. I just feel like if they had, like, a little glimpse of Santa, like, oh, like, you've ruined my good name. You know, like, he has that momentarily, he momentarily loses his temper snaps that patch and then immediately feels horrible about it the rest of the movie mm-hmm. then i could see it not bothering me as much like but here like you can tell it's killing santa to yeah. do this he hates to do it and he hasn't even had time to say anything mm-hmm. he in fact he even said you know i know it's not your fault patch you know mm-hmm. i have a little bit of what patch is thinking right now as okay. he's walking to the stables He made his way to the stables, where he still slept and kept his eye on the welfare of the reindeer. The reindeer watched in silent curiosity as he began to gather up his possessions. Alone at last, except for the silent animals, Patch let his anger come pouring out at last. He had thought Santa cared about him, but Santa hadn't cared about him at all. One little mistake, he thought, and Santa forgot about all of the good things he had ever done. But all the while, Patch knew in his heart that it hadn't been a little mistake at all. That it had been such a huge, irreparable mistake that no one could ever forgive him, especially himself. It had been such a terrible mistake that he couldn't face admitting it, even to himself. Wait till he wakes up and finds his free spirit has spirited himself away, he muttered to the reindeer. But more to himself. He had done a good job, and he had given them just what they needed here— modernized their toy production so there were a few bugs in the system nobody was perfect santa could have given him a second chance it wasn't like he had done it on purpose he pulled open the bright red doors to a storage cabinet looking for a piece of cloth to tie up his belongings 
and as he searched the shelves, he saw a copy of his elf rule book. He pushed it aside impatiently, behind it laying a glittering sack of magical stardust that he had added to the reindeer's food every year. He stared at it without realizing that he was staring. Oh yes, he went on, his voice sharp with hurt. Then you'll hear the crying and moaning, but it'll be too late. I never appreciated old Patch, he'll say. Patch was unable to even speak Santa's name. Why didn't I tell him in time? His voice rose, trembling. He'll never have an assistant as good as me. All the emotion that he had held inside for him so long burst out at once. Let's face it, he just doesn't like me. So there was a lot going on in his head. I mean, Patch, in the book, you know, what you just read, there are some good points about how Santa handled this particular situation. Yes. Not very well. Neither no. one of them handled this very no. well. This is a classic, I say this all the time to John, so it's like he's he hears it about every single day, no matter what TV show or movie we watch. But this is a 100% clear representation of how everything could have been solved if two people just talked to each other. If Santa and Patch just sat down and talked to one another, this would not have been a problem. But then we wouldn't have had a movie, which is what John tells me every time I say that line anyway. Yeah, there wouldn't be a second half of this movie if if they just talked it out and came up with the solution that you know even Dooley kind of uh planted the seeds of last minute instead mm -hmm. as it plays out and I, I i wonder if it's addressed in the book and don't tell me if it is yet we'll get there near the end of the movie but it's so weird that how the moral of the movie seems to be you shouldn't have tried to change anything you shouldn't have tried to monetize there was nothing wrong with the past now you're being punished and everything's going to go back to normal at the end, which is such, you know, when you think about it, it's so weird. And so not I, true. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you should always try to change things for the better, even if you have hiccups along the way. So, yeah, the way it plays out and the way it's edited all together in the final product, it does feel like Patch is being punished for the audacity of trying to modernize the North Pole. Yes, it does. It does. And Santa doesn't want to do anything to try to, like, oh, you know, we could build on this. We could fix the bugs. It'll be bigger and better next year. We'll issue some apologies, some replacement toys. Bingo, bango. Santa's back on top, baby. <laughs> Patch and Santa. <laughs> Conquering the world. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> One toy at a time. No, instead, it's like... Patch, what what were you thinking? Now I'm going to mope around the rest of the movie. <laughs> There's a lot of internal thinking for Patch right now because before Santa arrived, before he became Santa, before he arrived at the elf village, we talked about it at the beginning, Patch was always kind of looked down on by the other elves. You know, he was just a crazy Patch, you know, coming up with all of these random ideas, not really... Um, seeming to contribute to the elf village that much. And when Santa showed up, he really helped uh, Patch feel like he belonged, like he had a purpose in this. And then once Santa took away this 
assistant job that he's had for one year out of the 10,000 that he was an elf. <laughs> Patch just like all of those feelings just came flooding back to him not being um, taken seriously or appreciated at all in this elf village. It's crazy. The, the movie, I mean, excuse me, the book adds so much to the movie. It's, it's like it's like a must read. <laughs> it is. I I love this book. I mean, it really it does a wonderful job with the movie. If this movie was made today, I think it would have been like a like an eight part Netflix series or something. <laughs> That's what they could do. Netflix make it into a show. Like that would just be a, a one series run of this uh, one season run of this movie, like a mini series for christmas of santa claus the movie the reboot i like That'd it be awesome i like it i like it too somebody get, get netflix on, on the phones yes. we're gonna we're gonna take take the book expand on it fix all the things that uh weren't explained fixed. yeah weren't explained very clearly <laughs> in the 108 minutes we got in 1985 right do you think we could get lithgow back no <laughs> I mean, well, we, could we could tell them the Sulkins aren't, aren't involved. That's true. It's just two people have zero movie experience. <laughs> we'd have to get, we'd have to get like a, some, some uh, big name director yeah. or producer uh, attached with, to this. Yeah, but someone with no, um, no bad baggage. You know, you need to have someone yeah. who's, who's uh, accepted everywhere. I don't know who we'd get. We'll worry. We'll think about it. We'll circle back around to that later on. Yeah, yeah. At the end of this project, we're thinking of doing a couple bonus episodes where Ben and I each pitch our, our sequel ideas, right, or reboot ideas. So uh, uh, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely uh, think that through. I already have mine. I've already written some of mine, so I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm cranking out my movie idea. <laughs> Are we gonna? Is it gonna be a full script? I just have like little elevator pitches. It's like, okay, what if? Well, I have, I have like a whole outline. You know, like it's a whole page long of all of these different things that happen and occur during this movie. Oh man, but I, I love the idea of like yeah. eight hour long episodes about Santa's origin and then yeah, segueing into the modern world. That could be that season would, that two. Would, that would be another one that we could actually write together. But it would it'd be tough to find a, a, a Santa as good as Huddleston here in 2021. I'm, I'm sure it's possible. Yeah, we could find someone. We could find someone. No problem. I mean, it wouldn't be Huddleston, but, you know, it would be... I think we could find a good person who would do it justice. I like this. I, I like this. Maybe somebody amongst our dozens of listeners <laughs> knows somebody at Netflix. We can pitch this idea together. Maybe. We don't own we don't own the property at all. No. But but you know it doesn't even have to be related to this. It could be, be a Santa's public domain. Anybody can make a Santa thing. True. It'd be well, awfully just... similar though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it doesn't even have to be Netflix. It could be Hulu, Amazon. I know Peacock. I mean Peacock, HBO, whatever. Everybody has their own shows now. It could be anybody. People people need content. That's right. I mean, I've seen some of the shows they've come up with. This could be, this would be better than a lot of them. I think. 
And I, 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 I hate to say it, but how, how expensive could it be to buy the rights to Santa Claus the movie? Mm. No one's doing anything with it. It can't be that expensive. The only people doing stuff with it is us. <laughs> We're keeping the torch alive, the memory alive. That's right. Anyway, back to the movie. Sorry, I was just daydreaming. It's like, oh, and we could get Carrie and Christian to cameo. I mean, we'd have new kids as Joe and Cornelia, right. but we could have them. Maybe like... they could be village people, you know, at the beginning in the in the village where Santa, before he becomes Santa, brings toys. Maybe they could be, uh, they could be um, them. My mind is just going crazy with the possibilities Okay, great. Now we've started. Now I'm never going to be able to get it back to the podcast. Okay, okay. okay let's reel, reel, me back, reel me back <laughs> into this minute. That, He's that going to was... be talking about a Netflix show for the next three weeks. Okay, <laughs> bring it back. <laughs> Here on my uh, monitor for minute 60, we are 33 seconds into the, into the minute. <laughs> so anyway, Patch has just said in, movie, in the movie that, oh, he doesn't like me. Wah. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't like me. That's how he. That's how he kind of says it. <laughs> just doesn't like me. He's very frustrated. You know, his anger is coming out. And he's got the attention of two reindeer here. Yes. That we get a good look at. One of them, we do see the spotted nose, so mm -hmm. that would make it Cupid. Mm -hmm. I, I even checked your reindeer guide on our website. Yep. The one with the darker face. I wasn't yes. sure. I, I I have that written as don't tell me I have it written in my notes as prancer question mark. I believe it is comet. Ah. Oh. Um, remember prancer and dancer have the monocle eyes. One I'm just going the off monocle. the. I'm just going off the image on the website and. Uh, oh yeah. It's like well they both have really dark faces so. Mm -hmm. Um. If if it was one of them, it would have to be dancer. Is that what you said? A prancer. Or did you say? I said yeah, prancer. The, the monocle is not on the correct eye for it to oh, be prancer. Okay. And uh, Comet has great big antlers. And these antlers look pretty big compared to uh, Cupid's. So I am going to go with Comet. So, oh, that would make sense. So this is Comet and Cupid we're looking yeah. at. Yeah. Okay. So I, I, got, I got one out of two right. Mm-hmm. I saw the spotted nose. Like, oh, I remember one of them has a spotted nose. Yeah. But the reindeer who's taking it the hardest is Donner. You can see his eyes are starting to water, get watery and glassy. Mm -hmm. and, and with the sad music and the sad reindeer moans, this is very emotional. It is. Very. Whoa. I feel bad for Vixen. Vixen and Dasher. Because... Uh, Patch doesn't even face them at all. Like, Vixen is behind Patch. And he doesn't even acknowledge that there's a reindeer there. He's only looking at Donner. Donner gets all the love. Everybody it's like, else, we were here no first. <laughs> we were sleeping in this stable first, Patch. <laughs> but no, the new guy gets all the love. Yeah. He slowly walks over, and that's that's what our minute ends on. Mm -hmm. Dudley Moore hugging a giant reindeer puppet head. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure this was the defining moment of his career. To his credit, he pulls it off. He does. He does a good job. 
we see it. I don't want. I don't want to spoil it this minute, but the extra touch that the uh, puppeteers put onto Donner, especially Donner's eyes in the next minute, uh, really is the cherry on the top of this scene. I just want to point out that the two reindeer you see between uh, Patch walking towards Donner and him actually hugging Donner, those are Dancer and Prancer. So we've seen Comet and Cupid, Dasher and Prancer, and Donner. And before we wrap it up, I do believe every reindeer that we see in this minute is one of the puppets. I don't think there's a real yeah. reindeer in sight. No, I don't believe any of them are real. I don't think they had real... I think... The only one that was real was at the very beginning of the movie, but I think for the most part they've always had the puppets in the stables. Yeah, I think you're right. The Now that we've been watching it like we have, it's like the real ones, they showed up the two at the beginning. Yep. When Santa and Anya are coming through the village. And then, uh, of course, when Santa takes off for the first time and they take that corner out of the workshop on the first Christmas. Yep. And then when they land on the rooftop mm -hmm. in some of those scenes where they were flying around with Joe. Oh, no, oh, no. When he says, oh, we're going to make an unexpected stop and they come down yeah. onto the roof. But other than that, it's been mostly puppets that we see yep. seeing from various angles. But just how seamlessly they all fit together, it just never ceases to amaze me, honestly. I know. Yeah, they did such a good job. But sadly, we don't get to see Donner shed that tear in this minute. You have to come back next week. Yep. Next week is the wrap-up of the very sad moment of the movie. And it's also the minute of the movie where midway through the minute you can pinpoint exactly where Santa Claus the movie takes a left-hand turn. <laughs> because we get our first glimpse of Lithgow. Woohoo! <laughs> very, very briefly. Very briefly. So buckle up. We are heading into... <laughs> The, the other movie within this movie. <laughs> yep, the second movie. <laughs> Any final thoughts before we wrap it up this week? I don't think so. I'm going to hold off until next week for any more of my Patch's internal thoughts going on. So thanks everybody for listening as always. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook at Santa Minute. And you can also send us an email at SantaByTheMinute at gmail.com. Ben and I post a brand new episode each and every Wednesday. And as always, you can listen to any of those episodes. For free!